0: You're listening to the Black Girls With Purpose podcast, where we talk about faith, friendships, and feature boss women from the Black Girls With Purpose community. I'm your host, Brianna Lightfoot-Smith, founder and CEO of Black Girls With Purpose. Named one of BuzzFeed's top five Black female entertainment journalists under 30 in Hollywood, Courtney Tesino is a TV host, producer, and content creator based in Los Angeles, California. Hailing from Houston, Texas, Courtney hit the ground running after graduating from the famous J School at the University of Missouri. Known for her professionalism, authenticity, and Southern charm, Courtney Tesino is quickly becoming a force in the broadcast business. It's no surprise she has made an impact and interviewed Hollywood's biggest stars, including Kerry Washington, Jordan Peele, Ava DuVernay, Ryan Seacrest, Gabrielle Union, Reese Witherspoon, and more. Courtney is currently a host and producer seen on Entertainment Tonight Online. She has worked as an on-air personality for TBN's Juice TV, Newsy, Afterbus TV, and Black Hollywood Live. But my favorite title that she has is Bree's best friend. <laughs> yep, that's right. Tez and I have known each other for almost 10 years, which is crazy to me. And I'm so, so, so excited to have her on the podcast today to share her story but you be trying to knock me off my core stove voices in my head screaming yolo yeah but you only
1: down once- all right welcome to the
0: podcast courtney
1: hey brie <laughs> <laughs> <This is> so <laughs> cute you're one of our best friends so this is so fun i know it is it's funny because uh i don't know we we courtney and i talked about her being on the podcast like two years ago almost, so it's just cool that God brought it back around for us to be able to talk today. And Courtney has had a lot of updates in her life over the past few months. She recently got engaged, her career's popping in L.A., so I'm really excited to share her journey with you all today. So, you know, oh, wow. and if I call her Ted, y'all just have to excuse me, because that's what I call her normally, so um, I may just go in and out of those two things. <laughs> but for the listeners, I know your journey, obviously, to L.A., but share for our listeners, how you got to L.A., Courtney? Uh, so, rocky start. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, things were not very smooth when I first moved to L.A., uh, but the intention was uh, really good. So, graduated from the University of Missouri, where Brie was my roommate. And uh, I kind of didn't know what to do after that, whether I wanted to do local news or I wanted to, you know, follow my gut that I wanted to pursue entertainment. So after moving home and deciding I can't stay there too long, I moved to Los Angeles. And um, in the beginning, it was just with a, a temporary living arrangement with a family friend. And uh, from there, it was working in retail. My first job out of college was at DSW, and I definitely didn't imagine being there. Uh, Mm -hmm. But that spiraled into working for free, doing red carpets for uh, for After Buzz TV, for Black Hollywood Live, um, having my own show on there where I interviewed rising actors and stars, and then um, landing my first uh, big girl job at Holly School, Mm -hmm. which uh, is an entertainment company that covers a lot of celebrity news as well. And from there, now at Entertainment Tonight. And it sounds like a very quick thing, but, you know, I've been on it for five years. so. Yeah, so it's a lot of ups and downs in between, and that's kind of just like the resume bullet point version yeah. for you, but there were definitely some challenges, uh, but nothing that uh, I wouldn't do again. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, funny because I remember when you moved to L.A., like, I didn't know you were moving, and I texted you, and you texted back like, hey, sorry, I texted back late. I moved to L.A. this weekend, and there's a time change. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I, like, I, I know, know, I know. And so what do you feel like pushed you to jump? And instead of saying, like, you know what, I'm going to gonna make a five-year plan and, and get out to L.A., what, what, what made you go suddenly? For me, it wasn't even suddenly. It was just like this mm-hmm. gut thing that I always wanted to uh, mm-hmm. move there, but I had a lot of fear. And uh, when, well, Brie knows, but when I was working in local news while I was good at it, there were many uh, things I didn't really love about local news, like, you know, covering city council meetings and fires and coming back and smelling like fires. And my first uh, (laughs) job offer out of college was at a local news station, a historically known local news station where I would be covering different things in Missouri um, and the different tri states. And I would be their first black reporter in what is a historically racist town and so Mm. Having that decision and knowing that I wanted to finally break into break into entertainment, it was almost just like Courtney, you're in control of your destiny, and if you yeah. really trust in God, you've got to go ahead and just take that leap of faith and go to so the unknown. Yes, you have a background in local news, but entertainment is where my heart was. And yeah. anytime um, I would send my reel out, everyone would point out this, these two clips in my reel of like, show us that personality. Like mm-hmm. I was always talking about entertainment. And so for me, uh, making that leap was more so a conversation with my mom, Diane, as a no. yeah. and I was like, she was like, hey, I'm up for whatever you're up for. If you want to go out there and do it and just, like, and figure it out, I'm he- you know, I'm here with you.
0: Mm-hmm. And even
1: though she wouldn't physically be, with, be there with me, my mom is someone who supports me. So I felt that it was just the best decision for me to go ahead and take that leap because – Guys, when I was doing local news, it was right when Ferguson was about to happen. And that would have not really been what I, that wouldn't have really been what I feel was my purpose. Like I'd much rather talk about celebrity news and entertainment than some of the things I had to discuss when I was in local news. So it just felt like the right thing, even if I had to work my way up. Yeah. I love that you touched on your mom, because I think that, um, A lot of times people feel pushed to take major faith leaps in their life, but they don't necessarily have that support. So how how has it been having that support from your family? Oh, my goodness. I don't know if I would. I mean, I know we all talk about having faith and that we're just moved to do it on our own, but let's be completely honest. Sometimes the people around us, encourage us in a way whether it be negative or positive to go ahead and make that next step and my mom and my dad were, were definitely the two people in my life who were, were like night and day was like my dad was pretty short with it like well let us know what you're going to do because you need to get out of this house And yeah. in like a rude way but just very yeah. like my dad's a tough love kind of guy and yeah. my mom is very much you know optimistic and like whatever we're going to do because everything we do is a we thing so yeah. just to have her support me and my mom wanted me to move to Los Angeles. She actually wanted me to move out here for, to be an actress. And that wasn't even on the the list for me, but Mm -hmm. just for her to support me in that area of my life really pushed me to go ahead and just, and do it. And Uh, Obviously, when you don't have any job ties uh, or anything, it's easier to make that leap. Um, I can't imagine doing that being in my career, Um, just like, you know, being in my career, let's say 10 years down the line and then doing a career shift. I was very early in my career, so that was going to be a defining moment for me. But having my parents, you know, stand by my side and be there for me, and they knew it was going to be some ups and downs, that meant everything. I mean, that's the only support I really felt I needed. Yeah, I think that is a great tie into my next question. Um, I, as I shared, I, I know your journey very personally. You know, like you said, because you're one of my best friends, and I know that there are moments where the average person would have been like, "Okay, maybe this wasn't for me. Like, I'm just going to go back home." Like, how did you, how did you overcome? If you ever felt it was, how did you overcome that? Because I think that a lot of people face that desire to quit or that temptation or that doubt when it comes to their purpose. Well, you know what, when you say purpose, it just, it that for me, it doesn't sound like there is a plan B. Mm. And for me, I had to go ahead and just make that decision that this was my plan A and there was nothing else. And I had to get to it, whether that means to take multiple jobs. And for me, that was, you know, once my temporary living situation was no longer there, that was living out of my car. And Renos, mm-hmm. knows, Latte is not a, or Latte was not a <laughs> nice new car. I had my little Mazda Protege, um, and she really got me through it. And you know, I wouldn't, that's, I wouldn't recommend uh, living in areas you don't really know because that's something yeah. that I had a challenge with living out of my car. But. Um, I was really set on making this happen and praying for it and being very intentional with the the words that I said in my prayers to God. And so mm-hmm. living in my car wasn't a thing that was like, oh, I feel bad for myself or, oh, this is going to be it for me. Uh, it was always, this is just the next step in the story. This is just yeah. the next chapter. And so um, that was a, a part of the dream. I think many people would say like, oh, I quit. You can just go back home. You can, mm-hmm. you know, why don't you go get that job that is has that, that security in a Mm. local news uh, market and work your way up but entertainment is just a very different journey and I knew that and so that was a part of my journey and the only reason I don't think I quit is because I knew my end goal was to Mm. keep going going after my dreams I had the support system I needed back home they were pushing me to continue to go and you know obviously doors open where I was able to have uh, a place to live after that and I was able to move up and obviously that took a while but when you have your eyes set on where you're going you're not really looking about where you are at that moment you're not feeling bad for yourself so I yeah. think that really propelled me towards my purpose it's just to keep going well I love you know I love a good alliteration Propelled me towards my purpose <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. so you touched on specifically the entertainment industry and the last month on the podcast, we actually talked about salt and light um, and what it means to like shine our our light in dark places. And I'm sure you can say that in the entertainment industry, there are definitely some dark places. So how do you work and make your light shine wherever you are, whenever you're um, representing ET or just representing Courtney Tesino as an individual? Oh man, look, Los Angeles has a known phrase. It is a The city of angels, but when I first got there, I definitely thought it was the city of Los Angeles because there wasn't really (laughs) a community of uh, of Christians who were just like, who were really walking, like we said, in in our purpose. There wasn't really a community of people who uh, were leaning on God or that I could really go to and have that same community I had when I was in Missouri or when I was in Texas. And so, uh, entertainment is just a different kind of beast. I hate to even put Mm. it that way, but. Uh, If you are, sometimes you have to be the light in the dark rooms. And for me, working at Entertainment Tonight and working at any place that I've worked at before, I do feel like I am the light. Because there are people around me that don't necessarily believe in God, and I make it very clear who I believe in, who I serve, and who got me here. And that's always Jesus at the forefront. I'm not sitting up here, you know, flashing it in anyone's face, but I feel like the best thing that you can be is to be a living example of what god can do for you and to just be unapologetic because that's what we're supposed to do as christians is to let people know who got who got us here so a, a good yeah. example of that was uh, one of my really good friends she's now my work wife uh, i didn't know her at the time <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> when layoffs were happening um there were some layoffs happening because our sister channel um insider was gone and she was a part of that brand for years she'd been there for about five years and i didn't really know her Uh, Very well, although we were in an open office and, um, you know, you would think that we would uh, have, you know, it's just different departments. And so anyways, when she found out that that department was no longer going to be there, you know, a lot of people were running up to her and uh, trying to talk to her. And I went up to her and I said, hey, I know this is not, um, you know, I know we don't chat every single day, but I just would really love to pull you aside and pray with you. And she to this day always talks to me about the fact that I pulled her in this meeting room while she's about to be in near tears Mm. and prayed for her that she would either, uh, doors would open for her here or somewhere else and that she would have the stability that she needs. Uh, wow. And she's now one of my best friends, and she tells her family that story, and she tells me how much that story, uh, how much that moment meant to her. And I didn't do it just to, to have it be a story. I did it because I genuinely felt that way in the moment, and I felt she needed it. Because when you're looking around, you know, so many people are thinking about where, what's their next step and trying um, mm-hmm. to just focus on their career goals and whatnot. And they don't take the time to really see what's happening around them. And I feel like in my office, I do try to be that. I do try to be aware of when someone's looking a little bit down or maybe if I know something's happened by way of, sadly, gossip, then maybe, you know, pour into them in the way that I can. Yeah. And that was just one way that I felt like I could do that. And so everyone in my office knows me uh, for being that, that they can lean on me regardless of if we're close or not. And yeah. I'll be that resounding a voice that can give them some positive energy to, uh, you know, share the gospel with them if need yeah. be. But I feel like that's like, that's probably why I'm in that office is to be that light for them. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And it makes me think of, cause when we talked about the salt and light series, we talked about Matthew five, 14 through 16. And it just makes me think of the scripture that says no one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but on a light, on a lamp stand and it shines light to everyone who's in the household. And it makes me think of how, you have you touched on it specifically you've uniquely been positioned um in your workplace to be that light in the household quote unquote right and i think um i think sometimes we dismiss our placement you know we're like oh well i'm here but you know i I just kind of need to be behind the scenes and even the verse right before that says a city on a hill cannot be hidden and so i think it's just really awesome that you walk into the workplace knowing, hey, I'm going to be a light today and whatever that means, if that's praying with somebody, if that's encouraging somebody, if it's just bringing some good energy to this, to this, you know, recording and, okay, everyone else is like, oh, my gosh, the production team is not really feeling this, but, hey, well, we're going to pep it up and we're going to laugh and we're going to have a good time. So I think that's really okay. awesome to do that. Oh, absolutely! I mean, we all need that in any 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 office or any place wherever you work. You always need you need to either be the person or there needs to be people around you because you spend most of your life at work. You can't yeah you know, like that. You don't want to be downtrodden. Anyways, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> I did. So that's a great transition because my next uh, question was gonna be, what is the most fun that you've ever had covering in an entertainment story? Oh dear God, Bree. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know uh, if I can think of the most fun. I'm probably going to think of the most recent fun most I've recent. had. Okay, okay. Yeah, and so probably the most recent fun I had was uh, it was actually a junket interview. And for anyone that doesn't know that term, it's basically a press day where they already have the uh, they already have the cameras and everything set up for you to promote the movie, and you basically go in rotation with other press to interview the talent in the movie. And so I did a junket for the Miss Bala movie uh, with Gina Rodriguez and Anthony mm-hmm. Mackey. Um, and they are absolutely hilarious. Uh, yeah. So I went in really wanting to talk about the movie. And, you know, we as producers and hosts, we're obviously thinking of like, you know, we're thinking about what the headline is and what we want to get out of the, out of the interview when we mm-hmm. go in because you're given such a short period of time. Mm-hmm. But the interview was just so organic to the point where Anthony and Gina are They go from laughing, I'm laughing with them, to crying with them, just about the impact that Gina – yes, it was just so fun. But we go from just laughing about, you know, how Gina can be a part of the Marvel Universe, and Anthony has this ridiculous uh, answer, Mm -hmm. because he says everyone's killed off, too – talking about the impact that Gina has made by being a part of her first feature film, and she's a Latina woman. I mean, Mm -hmm. as a woman of color, that has to make an impact because you're opening doors for different people. And in the interview, she cries. And so I'm just like, oh, dear God, this is great. But in the moment, it just was so much fun because it felt like a natural and and just wonderful conversation to have with another human. She was no; they were no longer celebrities. They were just mm-hmm. people that were talking, and they got to this point in their career, and they were really walking in their purpose, and they're making an impact. And so that had that for me was really rewarding to yeah. see them genuinely break that layer of who we think they are and just be human. Yeah, yeah, and I think. You know, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that's a part of what you like about the entertainment industry is that you are able to really sit down and connect with people and hear their stories versus, okay, there's the fire. Let me go in here. Let me get these headlines and, you know, get get out, you know, that type of thing. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, that's the most rewarding part as a storyteller in general. But for mm-hmm. entertainment, that's just like the things that you get to cover for me is more of my my lame but I've always been a storyteller at heart like just getting to have candid conversations with people and getting down to you know the core of who they are as people and why they started and just those rising stories those are the ones that really make me feel like I'm doing my job well and I'm connecting with people it's not to it's not to build a relationship outside of that but really just have a conversation that maybe someone at home can listen to that and be inspired that makes me feel great
0: Hey Purpose Peeps, I hope you're enjoying our interview with Courtney. I wanted to jump on here and interrupt really quickly just to invite you to subscribe to the podcast if you're not already. This is the best way to get alerts whenever we post a new episode or we have a new series. And so you can do that on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher, just to name a few. And as I always say, whether you're team iPhone or team Android, we've got something for you. With that housekeeping note out the way, let's jump back into today's interview. where do you see your
1: future in this industry? Like, do you see yourself, is there someone in the in the field now that you're like, oh, I see myself becoming similar to, because I never say the next person because we all have our unique purpose and our gifts and our lane, but is there someone you're like, oh, yes, I'd like to do something like this person is doing in the industry? You know what? Uh, the industry, especially the entertainment news industry, is changing mm. so much, especially with um, – When it comes to the fact that there are influencers or celebrities Mm -hmm. who can all host, per se, Um, obviously I'm a producer and a host so I can do behind the scenes and in front of the camera but it's really an interesting time to be a part of the digital space and to be in television because things are just changing so much people want to hear Um, Hear the news or hear the latest things from people that they feel are relatable. So I feel like being a content creator is a lot more impactful now and Mm -hmm. there's probably going to be a shift. So I can't say that there's someone specifically doing exactly what I want to do Mm -hmm. um, right now. Mm-hmm. There are definitely a combination of different people that I look up to and they're actually not in entertainment news. So, I look up to uh TV creators like Mara Brock Kill who have been making impactful TV since we were watching Moesha and Girlfriends and and you know, shows like that and Just a lot of the creators like Kenya Barris and Mm -hmm. who are creating content that reflects what we see in everyday life. Again, I'm a storyteller, and so Mm -hmm. I look up to those people because they're telling stories in a way that I can relate to it. Mm -hmm. Um, I just hope, I'm sure everyone that is a journalist will want to be on Oprah's level one day, but Mm -hmm. the way that she tells story is something uh, that I look up to. Uh, But I can't say that um, that's exactly who I would want to be in the future Mm -hmm. because, again, Mm -hmm. digital sex and things are so different. But there are a lot of people that I can look to to my left left and right as opposed to looking up um, Mm -hmm. that I look up to. My girl Nina Parker, she's over at E! Now, and she's been killing the game since TMZ and Access Hollywood. And she's a curvy girl who is very unfiltered with her commentary, and Mm -hmm. she is killing it. She's just now, you know, really getting to – uh, shine the way that she should have always been shining she's someone that um, I look to and I you know I cheer her on and I rally mm-hmm. for her my girl Jalisa, she works at a company called Black Tree TV and she's someone who started the conversation with Sterling K Brown a few years ago at the SAG Awards on why is it that a lot of the celebs are interviewing with uh, white outlets and they're passing up black outlets who looked out for them when they were smaller and now that they're bigger it's not reflecting the change we're seeing in TV and so people who are asking thought-provoking questions who are unapologetic who are unfiltered those are people that i look up to because oftentimes when you're in this entertainment industry and let's say you're uh, you have to be you have to represent a brand or every person that works anywhere represents a brand sometimes there are things that you have to fall in line with with each brand and so people who are doing that underneath their brands and still you are still seeing them shine through those are people that i look to as like i'm rooting for you girl i love yes. that you're being yourself and so you know I honestly like you said we're all unique and I hope to just continue to be the best version of myself but I'm looking at the people next to me and I'm so proud of where we're going when it comes to being entertainment news and media yeah and so it just sounds like ultimately your goal is just to continue creating really high quality content whatever that looks like and whether it be now in 2019 or 20 29 or 2039 20, whatever the case may be but just saying okay that's the stories that need to be told and telling those in the different platforms that you're able to whenever that time comes yes and i honestly i would love to talk to a lot more i like i talk to a lot of people who are in the tv and film realm but i mm-hmm. really want to talk more to people who are in the music realm because as artists you know you know the saying goes artists are you know they're sensitive about their stuff and so mm-hmm. if you can get an artist to sit down And really open up and talk about, let's say, just things that are happening personally for them. Where are they mentally? Like, that for me is is the space that I really want to to get into more is to just talk to more artists about the kind of content that they're putting out as well. Because, y'all, Kanye concerns me, and I would love to (laughs) sit down and talk to him and and just pick his brain for a day. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Just getting into the, just making those connections with people. That's really what it's about. I mean, that's, that's what I love about this platform of Black Girls of Purpose is just, obviously, you and I have known each other, which about 10 years, which is nuts to me. I can't believe that. That's insane. But um, thinking about people I meet who are complete strangers before they before we interview, and then by the end of the interview, it's like, girl, we ain't going to be in Dallas. We need to get together and just make a Because, like you said, in those moments when you are talking to people, it becomes less about, um, you know, their status or their title, and you're just like, wow, this is another person. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, on the podcast, at the beginning of every episode, we always say, hi, welcome to the Black, or thanks for listening to the Black Over-Purpose podcast, where we talk about faith, friendships, and we feature boss women. So a recent question that I started asking people is how they even came to faith in Jesus, because going back to the Salt and Light series, I think that, just during the second episode, I said one of our most powerful pieces to witness is just sharing our testimony, saying, hey, this is how I came to know Jesus, and here's what he's done for me. A lot of people feel like they have to know the Roman's road to lead somebody to Jesus, and it's like, no, just just share your own story. So what's your personal testimony when it comes to knowing Jesus as your Savior? Wow. You know what? Uh it would go all the way back to like being seven years old, yeah. <laughs> and, but there are different stages of yeah. growing that relationship with, uh, with Christ. And for me, it, while it did start at seven years old, where I was a little girl who was talking about, I wanted to be a preacher and I was going to my mother in the room, mm-hmm. literally saying, mom, I'm going to be a preacher. Mm-hmm. That has changed drastically. Yeah. So, um, you know, the Sunday <laughs> school blessings and whatnot And life, life has really happened. And so yeah. I would say, um, My testimony came in college, and my really, really understanding that, like, it was more of a relationship than just being religious. Mm -hmm. And you know this about me, Bree. I'm not someone who's going to be quoting scriptures. There are some that I live by. But for me, in college, it really hit me. Because we're juggling all of these different things. We're really trying to figure out who we are as a person, who we want to be in our career. Mm-hmm. And I found myself in a really dark place. And, you know, you're somebody uh, that was there with me when I was going through this. And mm-hmm. uh, trying to be a journalist and uh, trying to be uh, a good friend and just trying to strive for perfection instead of striving for excellence,
0: mm-hmm. I was found
1: in a really dark place where um, I, I uh, tried to commit suicide. And so – That was a place where I actually heard God a lot more loudly than ever before. And so for me, uh, the day that I said, this is not going to be the end, this is not going to be the the end of my journey, the end of me, I'm not going to be this person that strives for perfection and and just try to do everything for every person. I'm going to focus Mm -hmm. more on myself and and my mental health and just, you know, balance in life. Um, That's when I heard God a lot more clearly um, and decided, you know what, this relationship is going to be something that I'm just, I'm intentional about. I'm going to be purposeful in what it is that I do. And I'm not going to find myself in this low space anymore. And I feel like a lot more people, of course, are talking about mental health and being advocates for mental health. And I competed in patents and that was one of my platforms. But, uh, back then it wasn't really talked about and it was just this this thing that people were experiencing and they didn't really want to, it was just a hush, hush talk. And now people are more open about where they are. And I think that we've moved a lot further than when me and you were in college and and were dealing with dark times like that. So I feel like that's when I grew a lot closer to God. And that is for sure my testimony of how I've moved forward uh, in life and continue to move forward in life because you can, when you get that low, and uh, you realize how low you are, you can only go up from there. And yeah. so nothing for me was uh, was ever going to be worse than how I felt at that moment. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny that you talk about it being in college because it was the same for me. It was the same exact thing. Like I, I, I got baptized when I was nine, but I tell people I didn't really start living for God or really paying attention to him until I was 19. It was my sophomore year in college and, you know, there was somebody I wanted to date who didn't want to date me, and then that God just kind of used that situation to shine light that on the fact that I was looking for other people to provide my identity. And He's like, "You, you can't find your identity in other people. You have to find your identity in Me." And when I stopped looking back to the left and started looking at Him, it was like, "Okay, I and you, I have everything I need." And that, and, and like you said, it's a journey
0: because
1: I can probably live four or five other times where I feel like I've gotten closer to Christ, but in that moment, I was just like, I've tried these other things, God, and they're not working, so let's get Yeah. Right, <laughs> just that turning point in life, and then just realizing that you have, like you said, you're a black girl with purpose. You have purpose. Yep. You have life after this. You may feel so low now, but God just has so much more for you that you haven't even reached yet, and not just career-wise or relationship-wise or whatever it is, but I just have such a greater plan for you, and I need you so that you can help other people. I realized that there was a point in my life where I wasn't really just living for me and Mm -hmm. we can still feel that way. And you know, what is, what is God going to give me? What is he going to do for me? But a lot of times God is also needing you to live your life so that you can help someone else. And Mm -hmm. I realized through this journey, I've helped so many people unintentionally by just being myself. Yeah. And I wouldn't have been that way if I didn't have that turning point and that change and shift in relationship with Christ. Yeah, definitely. So, how would you say that your friendships have played a role in you walking in your purpose? For me, I, there's the good and the bad. Yeah. I will be completely honest. Uh, when it comes to friendships, I I used to put a lot into friendships, and and here's the thing: I'm going to preface this because Bree is one of my friends. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have some really amazing friends, and. Uh, when it comes to friendships, since I was a, a little girl, it's always been one of those things where I put a little bit too much in my friends, and I never, I, let's say I didn't receive as much, and yeah. it, it would be to my detriment. And when it comes to talking about your purpose, what you're des- destined to do, if you don't have the right people in your corner, then it's just going to be this long journey of just pulling people along that sh- that are dead weight. Mm-hmm. and uh, for me there came a point in my life where I really had to start evaluating people around me who were good for me and yeah. I know everyone's always like oh it's cut off season and it's any other but there can be a <laughs> lot of times where people are just like cutting people off and it's like yeah. maybe you need to take a look at yourself and see how you're impacting that friendship and so me it, it became a my purpose um, was ti- was so tied into like are people cheering for me are my friends there for me are they supporting me and lifting me up but then you have to look at yourself and say well what are you doing for your friends are you invest? that is it just a one-way street so for me I feel like I've had a lot of toxic friends in the past where I've given a lot and now I have more meaningful friendships where let's say we don't talk every single day me and Bree we don't talk every day but she's mm-hmm. someone that I value she's someone that I, I love and I want to invest in our friendship, and I want us to have open conversations. Where yeah. you know, if we're if things are not, uh, if if she's feeling somewhere, if I'm feeling some kind of way, we should be able to have the open dialogue. Yeah. I haven't always had that. There have been toxic friendships in the past where there, you know, people that have actually helped launch me to, closer to my destiny by letting them go. And mm-hmm. there is a period in time when I feel like there are going to be friendships that you outgrow just from different spaces in your in your life but there are yeah. those that you intentionally choose to keep in your life. And so, I feel friends for me have not only been a support but have been a lot of lessons for uh who I, who you want in your space and the type of life that you want for yourself. And so, yeah. uh I think friendships have been both good and bad when it comes to uh my purpose because they yeah. made me look at myself and look at some of the faults that I've had in myself and it's also mm-hmm made me say, okay, well, that was a beautiful season that we had, but that's just not where I'm going anymore. Let's yeah. say they are bad habits that a friend has that you don't want to continue to be involved with, and unfortunately, that's going to be a friendship that you have to let go. And for me, I don't know about you, Bree, but friendships uh, at some point were just as important as family. Yeah, the point yeah. we're letting someone go is not as easy as everyone saying, oh, they just <laughs> got to get cut off, like, you know. Yeah. And so it's uh, like when you your talk about personal, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's you know, it's sometimes friendships are just like romantic relationships, it's not more important in my opinion. I don't, I can't yeah. speak for every woman, but yeah. when you I've had, I've had the privilege of having some of the most amazing people in my circle, um people that I can call on that um, you know, that Regardless if we talk every day, there's still that relationship, and those are those intentional friends that you bring with you, and those are yep. the people that help me uh, grow closer towards my purpose because we're helping one another. Yeah. Um, and I can't say that for some of the others, but yeah, yeah, I think that's how friendships have helped. And you can give your take, Yeah, I was gonna, I was just gonna say, like, I mean, Tez and I, we we have been through a lot in terms of our friendship, and we went like all last year. Uh, without really speaking, and I was just like, dang, Lord, like, that's my, like she said, "It be, be, Tez is beyond my friend. She's my family, and so when we had that season, it was like, oh, shoot, but it did make me assess myself as a friend, and it made me, I think it made me better, and it also helped me to kind of shape my expectations because you know, and I, I had reached out to Ted a lot during that season. I was like, I feel like this is a love language thing, And I'm just a quality <laughs> time and you're like the service and I'm I'm not giving you what you need. And I'm, you know, and, and I, I feel like the enemy used that a lot because he made me doubt like my right. self worth and be like, Oh man, are you really as good of a friend as you think you are? And that's right, right. where And so for us to be able to come back together It's just like it goes back to that intentionality piece, and it also has shown me, and I know the scripture is talking about husband and wife, but when it says what God has brought together, let no man, you know, separate, it makes me think of that with this friendship, because I'm like, okay, there was a whole season where it was sitting, and then God brought it back together again, so now can't nobody tell me nothing about my friend. But I think it's important for people to know, um, and we talked about friendship on the podcast in November, I think, even adult friendships, we have to we have to understand our expectations have to be different. And for us, I think that was a big thing too because we live together. Then I had these expectations of when we still live together was like I know everything going on with you because you're in my space. So to yeah, go from nice. that to yeah, to go from that to now we're hours away and we're on two different time zones. Like it took it took a lot of adjustment. But again, now being where we are today, I'm just like. God, this is really my girl. Like, come on. This is great. (laughs) Exactly. And, and again, I feel like, you know, not everyone makes it to that state, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, That doesn't mean that you leave on stock returns. I just feel like as adults and, you know, when you're talking about friendships, you really have to be a little bit more mature when it comes to it. And just think about, you know, what, like you said, the expectations that are needed on both ends. Yeah. If you have one-sided friendships, if you have friends that, you know, are secretly not rooting for you, then it may be time to just, you know, to let that go. But if you have something worth fighting for, then you fight for it and you adjust and you adjust to the, uh, you know, to the marriages, to the babies, to the different career changes, to the time zones, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, that's, like you said, stands the test of time. So friendships are very important, but toxic friendships, let them go. So I'm gonna transition to our quick fire questions. So this is like seven questions that we ask everyone who comes on to our show. Um, the first one is, "What does it mean to you to be a black girl with purpose?" Oh man, see that one is that is really hard. That's not fair, yes. to me. but <laughs> honestly, that's a two fold one for me. To be a black girl with purpose is to walk in a room and you ha- don't have to say anything. That's mm-hmm. the being a, just being a black girl. But being a black girl with purpose means that you have your eyes set on the prize. You are intentional with everything that you're doing and that you're allowing God to walk with you. You're walking with God in your purpose and he mm-hmm. is making every step as you go. And so yeah. For me, being a black girl with purpose comes with, uh, you know, it does come with challenges, but it comes with good challenges ahead Mm -hmm. because isn't it beautiful to be able to inspire someone without even having to say anything? And for me, uh, especially me being a a black woman who is natural on um, on camera, there was a time when that wasn't accepted, and I remember the time when that wasn't Mm -hmm. accepted, and now me just being you know in my career and being a journalist but just choosing to wear my hair natural has made a statement without me saying anything what do you feel like for black women specifically is the hardest part about walking in purpose Hmm. i think it's um it's almost what i was just talking about before is just walking in a room and you don't have to say anything but sometimes mm-hmm. that can be to your detriment. I mean, mm-hmm. I am the only a woman of color on my uh on the ET online team and so mm-hmm. that can come challenges of not really feeling like you belong, but then also it has the beautiful thing of bringing something different to a company that they haven't had before. And so yeah. for me that is the purpose is to bring some, to bring life to a place that doesn't necessarily have that uh, that genre or that niche or whatever the case may be, and so that's a beautiful challenge to have. Is to be able to be more innovative within a yeah. company that's established. Yeah, I love that. Um, what do you say to someone who is interested in getting into the entertainment industry? Because I know that you know, I know you were doing your testimonials at one point and. I know they're just a lot of people who are like, Oh my gosh, you work for EC like so what do you tell them? Where where do you say, hey, start here if you're interested in getting in this industry? Entertainment. <laughs> entertainment news and entertainment in general, there mm-hmm. are just gonna be there's gonna so be times where you have to work for free. And for me, that is where it starts. Every person that reaches out to me and, and, you know, they ask for, you know, for internships or for, you know, where they should start in general or if they're transitioning in careers, I always tell them to start And either start for a company that is free or create your own content and I know we hear that time and time again but in my industry specifically it's so important to before you get into a big brand they want to see the kind of creative person that you are what you can bring Mm -hmm. to the table because you can't just be a talking head anymore you have to be a producer you have to bring creative ideas um, to a company and so creating your own content not only shows how you are as talent but how you are as a producer or let's say that there's an actress out there who um, is starting in background acting that's you know you're not necessarily the star and you're not making you know these million dollar contracts but it's a start and so for yeah. me it's just starting and getting that experience I mean having a real and experience in general is so invaluable, and I've made some of the biggest connections and shifts in my career from just being a good person, being in the right place at the right mm-hmm. time, and you, it's really no formula to it, but to definitely just putting your own content and being okay with working for free. Okay. Yeah, I think I think that's a really important piece because uh, it requires humility, and, and nobody – so like a lot of people don't want to start at the bottom, but it's like, shorty, you're gonna. I even have to remind myself, hey, you're doing this for free, but you're in your 20s still. You have your whole life, and this mm-hmm. is what you're gonna do. So I, I I just firmly believe, like Scripture talks about how hard work pays off ultimately. So it's like, okay, it may not pay off in this season, but we know that we can't plant a seed and then enjoy the harvest in the same season. Those those just don't happen, and we want that to be how it is but it's just not how it is. Absolutely, and don't be so hard on yourself because you're at step one because if you're just looking forward, you will get to step 10. You will not even realize that you've gotten to step 10 because you've been so focused on the process and being present Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. that it just kind of flew by. And for me, it's been five years now, and I can't even – Like Thinking back on where I was before or the thought process I had when I started, I had the same thought process of the fact that it was going to happen for me. I wasn't negative about my journey. I didn't look and say, this person is getting there before me or anything like that. I knew what my purpose was. I knew why God called me out here, and there wasn't a plan B. This is what we're going to do. And it doesn't matter if we start at DSW because we're going to get to entertainment tonight, and we're going to get to wherever else God has has for you because God is with you through your process. Yeah, yeah I love that. Uh, what did you? Is there one scripture you feel like you have held on to since you've been in LA, or what, what, that you go to when you need encouragement or where you're just reminding yourself, okay, but my my purpose is a process. I mean, it, it, I'm going to get two, because uh, Philippians, obviously, it sounds cliche, but Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through, through Christ who strengthens me, is literally the thing that keeps me going uh, yeah. throughout all circumstances. But another one is uh, Philippians 2.13. Obviously, I'm into the 13. For um, <laughs> it is God who works the will and to act in order to fulfill his good and purpose. Mm-hmm. And for me, both of those scriptures are in tandem, uh so important to my journey, because mm. when you're feeling low, when you feel like you you want to quit, it's Christ who strengthens you and yeah. you you know when uh you don't feel like putting in the extra work when you don't feel like moving forward or you don't feel like the work you're putting in is being seen or or actually getting you anywhere, it is god who who is going to uh fulfill your good purpose. You just have to yeah. go back to the the beginning stages for all of those things, and for me. I would not be who I am, where I am, I am nothing without Jesus Christ. So those definitely are scriptures that I live by. Y'all, Tez got engaged last, what, it's in December. I have to touch on that. It's been really great. Today actually is two months since I've been engaged. I got engaged on my birthday, which was a shock. I know everybody's like, you have to know. No, I did not know. Um, (laughs) No, but... (laughs) Being engaged specifically when it comes to purpose, is, like I said, it it works in tandem with my journey specifically. I met my soon-to-be husband in the middle of my journey, right at the beginning of my journey when I moved back to – uh I moved from Missouri to Texas. Those couple of months when I was trying to figure out mm-hmm. what the next you know move was going to be, whether I was going to move to California or take the first job in local news is when I met my husband and I was scared of him, y'all. Talking so mm-hmm. about doing stuff scared, I was terrified of my my, my mm-hmm. now to be uh not my soon to be husband. And mm-hmm. he was just so sure of me and I was so sure he couldn't be it and specifically to share what my prayer was I prayed every night please Lord sit, please send me a job and not a man and that was a mm-hmm. fearful prayer that I would never recommend anybody pray because it was praying <laughs> it was praying. I was praying out of fear and I was praying out of heartbreak and so a lot of women themselves to men and, you know, being young and in love, you can oftentimes put your your purpose and your identity in other people. And so when I met my fiance, I was in this healing process where I finally said, I'm not focused on that. I'm focused on what God has for me, what my purpose yeah. is, what's the next move, God? What's the next move? I don't need a man to uh, be in that uh, process with me. And so yeah. I had finally gotten to a point where I was okay by myself and it yeah. took a long time. And Mm -hmm. so right before moving to Los Angeles, my husband told me, my husband-to-be told me that uh, he had a dream that I was his wife, which, again, y'all, did you hear the prayer, the scared (laughs) prayer? Why would this man that you don't know very well at all, this is probably Mm -hmm. two months in, tell you that he had a dream that you were his wife? Now, my husband is a PK, and for anyone who knows, he was a preacher's kid. So that was just scary for Mm -hmm. anybody to have a vision, and it wasn't me and God. We didn't talk about that. Yeah. So just to be at the point where we're now, you know, five years later, going on six years later together, um, and to be engaged, I did not see that at the very beginning. I did not see it, but he's been there when I was sleeping in my car, when I was working at DSW, when I was figuring out, he moved out here. Two years later, after we had done two years of long distance, I mean, when you talk about a man that's with you, not only was God there with me, but he was definitely a support system that I'm so grateful for through the ups and downs, obviously, that come with being in a relationship. But, y'all, it's been great. I feel like I'm in a honeymoon phase now. (laughs) No, no, right? It's like, shoot, this is is the good part. I'm glad we we got all that other stuff out the way. So now we can just enjoy each other because especially being... Because her her fiancé is a photographer. And so for both of y'all to be in that industry, it's like y'all need that stability amongst yourselves. And it's really great that, you know, God has just orchestrated y'all's journey. And I feel like I can't, as I was listening to you talk, it just made me think of me and G and and Tez is the person. She was, she's talking about her, her husband. To be saying, oh, I I dreamt about you. Tez is the one who told me that my husband was my husband. She was like, oh, that's your husband. I was like, girl, what? <laughs> she was like, oh, she calls him G Dog. Oh yes, girl, G Dog is just different. He's just different. He just and I was like, yeah. Oh sure you <laughs> like, couldn't see the vision but i guess god gave me the vision for you on that because i was like you open your eyes <laughs> i was like no because it was it was that same thing like i love that you said that you're praying out of a place of fear and out of heartbreak because i was i was when we when g and i were dating or not even before we were dating when he was interested in me i was like lord no like i'm tr- i'm trying to be booed up with you and but Tess was like, is your husband, girl? And I said, if he is, you'll be the first person to know if he ever proposes. And I'm saying that tongue in cheek, but fast forward years later, and this man proposes after clearly we, after we started dating. And sure enough, I called Tess. It was a Sunday morning. And I was like, he, he proposed. And she was asleep because she's in LA. She's was like, oh, what? this is the best wake up call ever. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so I we mean, look at you working. I know it's it's, but, it's it's crazy. It's such a beautiful. It honestly is such a beautiful thing that God can. He can work on multiple things on behalf for you. Yeah, you can, you can have it all, and the thing yeah. that you can't have it all. I know so many people and so many women really feel like you can't have a career and a family. And I yeah. was one of those women that really thought like, no, you're going to be a news reporter. You don't need mm-hmm. that. Like somehow yeah. you'll have children without the man. I just had a very distorted idea of what life was. And so, I'm serious. I have to be honest. I know. But, I just, you talk about your children's names, but you didn't. You, you was like, forget the husband. Let me tell you about my kids though. They're going to have this. Exactly. <laughs> But honestly, for God to work in tandem and to be able mm-hmm. to make both of those things happen when I really felt so I was not at a place where I was worthy of that, where yeah. I didn't feel I was a, at a place where I needed that, God yeah. knew that I needed it through this journey. See, there yeah. are multiple pieces of the puzzle, and only God knows where things are supposed to fit. So just my biggest thing is be mindful of what you pray for, because yeah. it is, be, like, it, it's very, very important for you to be clear with God because you may just be praying for the next joke. Because yeah. I, I, my prayer is an absolute joke to God. Like, oh, okay, so send me a job and not a man. Okay, here we go. I already been working on this one for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, it's just, it's really a beautiful, it's a beautiful time, I must say. And it's been, it feels like it's been a long time coming. But look, it's yeah. only five, six years. Yeah, yeah, and we are we are praying lifetimes to come, lifetimes, and all the children and grandchildren and all of those things. I'm I'm excited for for the continued journey. So, how can our our community of listeners best support the work that you're doing? Oh my goodness, social media! I finally just let it be what it is. Yeah. Social media. <laughs> Um, I was so anti-social media, but now we just got to dive right in. But, yeah, most of our work I share on social media, uh, like a lot of my packages or interviews mm-hmm. or, um, you know, trending stories that I do, I share on my social media at Courtney underscore Tesino on Instagram, Twitter, uh, and on my Facebook page. Uh, I'm trying to be a little bit more active, but that's where anyone can follow me, see what I'm up to, and see where I'm at. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners, like just a nugget of wisdom that you would have them take away? So if if they didn't get anything else from listening today, what is that one thing you're like, okay, this is what I need you to take home with you? I know we talk a lot about faith, but a lot of times people don't move forward with their faith because they have fear. And fear is something that I have always had. A lot of people think that I'm just so fearless because I, you know, go out and do these things. But sometimes Mm -hmm. you have to be scared when you go after your dream. Uh, Mm -hmm. But my – is, and I think my journey speaks for itself, is that something I live by is fear, faith, and favor. They work hand in hand with preparation, passion, and perseverance. And so if you're passionate about something, if you're prepared when you get in the room, if you continue to move forward and you and you persevere, that all works together the same mm-hmm. way. So a lot of people are, are scared when they go after their journey. They're scared about what the next step is. It's okay. Just go in scared and wow. have faith in God. Going to move for you, he's going to move on your behalf, and that you're going to have that favor. And so that's definitely something I live by. It's, it's uh, worked. I wouldn't even say that it was intentional, but I do everything uh, with faith, and I'm scared, and I just keep going after it with faith. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a great last quote to leave people with. It's just sometimes you have to do it scared, but it's it's okay. Just keep pushing.
0: you be trying to knock me off my core stove Voices in my head screaming YOLO Yeah, but you only down Hey Purpose Peeps, I hope you enjoyed this interview that I did with Courtney. I know it was such a pleasure for me and she was dropping all kinds of nuggets that I'll be dropping on our Instagram feed at Black Girls of Purpose if you don't follow us already. But I hope if you got nothing else from her interview that you got that you should do things scared because things aren't always going to appear to be easy, but uh, it's, it ties in perfectly with the next month's series. We're actually going to talk about faith and doing things when they're scary. So, I hope that you are encouraged by this message. I hope that you'll stay in contact with Courtney, as she said. You can stay connected with her on social media on at Courtney underscore tesino, Tezeno T E Z E N O, and uh, we always want to support the work that everybody we have on the podcast is doing. So make sure you just stay tuned with all the new uh, entertainment stories. She'll be doing and uh, just continuing to watch her as she shines her light in the entertainment industry. But I am so appreciative of you for listening today. Um, Please subscribe to our email list if you are not already. And I hope that you have a great week it's never that easy to choose purpose but i would die to my flesh live a life of worship i'm really 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 trying to make it into heaven i'm trying to him say two words like well, done. well, done. well done.